You are listening to the sermon stream of the Mulvane Church of Christ in Mulvane, Kansas. Subscribe in your favorite podcatching app or find and listen to any sermon online at mulvanechurch.com sermons. Tonight we're going to consider from 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 6, 7, and 8. It's the conclusion of a paragraph that's verses 1 through 8. We'll read verses 1 through 8. We talked about the first half of this last time, but we'll read it again to see the context. 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 1, beginning. Finally then, brethren, we request and exhort you in the Lord Jesus, that as you receive from us instruction as to how you ought to walk, and please God, just as you also do walk, you may excel still more. For you know what commandments we gave you by the authority of the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that is, that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each of you know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and in honor, not in lustful passion like the Gentiles do who do not know God. That's what we talked about last time. And that no man transgress or defraud his brother in the matter, because the Lord is the avenger in all these things. Just as we also told you before and solemnly warned you. For God did not call us for the purpose of impurity, but in sanctification. Consequently, he who rejects this is not rejecting man, but God who gives his Holy Spirit to you. And so this sanctification here, this honorable walk, as you ought to do, verse 1, is taken to the highest level. It is a crime against uh, one another, verse 6, against your brother. It's a rejection of God, and it goes contrary to the purpose for which the Holy Spirit is yours. That's the summary. We notice again it says in verse 6, No man transgress and defraud his brother. So it's not just that sexual immoralities, lustful passions, the King James gives the old-fashioned lust of concupiscence, which uh, then you get to look that up and figure out what that is, but it ain't good. Um, But these lustful passions, it's not just that this is a sin against God and this is harmful to you. It's also harmful to other people upon whom these things are acted out on. It's a transgression and a defrauding. A transgression is to overstep the limits, to do wrong or to sin. To defraud means to take advantage or take something that is not yours, uh, to gain at the cost of another. And so uh, so many times we're told about sexual sins and sexual things today, and as long as everybody's consenting, it's a victimless crime. Well, did the Apostle Paul think it was victimless? It's an offense before God. It's, it's harmful to you, but it's also a way in which you transgress and defraud your brother. And now we might ask, how is it that uh, you are transgressing or defrauding in sexual uh, matters, in matters of fornication and the like? How is it uh, harmful to uh, and transgressing against your brother? Well, what if a man was seducing another man's wife? Uh, what if a, a man was uh, despoiling uh, a man's uh, daughter or his sister? So there's, there's, that is a possibility here. It could also be uh, that the uh, some of these sexual things that we're doing, and again, this is a Gentile society, 
uh, where these things uh, were quite common, not, not near as common in Israel, but quite common among, uh, among the Gentile society. Uh, this could be a reference to homosexual activity, that the people involved in this are, are all males. They are all men. Uh, that's a possibility. The other is a possibility that when it says uh, his brother, it's talking generically of everybody, meaning brothers and sisters. Uh, but in any case, uh, whoever is harmed in this, it's the people with whom you're engaged with this, uh, these sexual uh, sins. And so it's, it comes under uh, the heading of a solemn warning to stop it. And the fact that it's a wrong and fraud that the Lord will avenge. So the Lord is going to be the avenger of this. The Lord will set it right. And so uh, all of the sexual sins of the Gentile world, and that was that was a world where chastity uh, was hardly even a uh, you know an, an an important ethical consideration for everyone for every person who. Uh, has been called of God, as we saw last week in verse 4, each one of you needs to use your vessel in a sanctified and an honorable way. And if you harm people uh, with your sexual practices, God is the avenger of it all. Uh, We think about Revelation 21.8, outside uh, are the cowardly, the unbelievable, the unbelieving, the abominable, the murderers, the immoral people, the sorcerers, the idolaters, and the liars. And that, that's a rogue gallery of sin. It's the worst things possible for believers because we have cowardly, those who won't uh, uh, stand for Christ, the unbelieving, those who won't confess in him, the abominable, those who do horrible actions, the murderers, so what's worse in the scripture than murder, sorcerers, uh, one of the worst of false religions, and idolaters and liars. And right there in the middle of it is the immoral. This is where these are classed in a New Testament and godly view of things. So God has called us, repeating what we just had before. God has not called us for the purpose of impurity, but in sanctification. So we're called to be sanctified. Uh, He didn't call us when we were sanctified. He called us, uh, he sanctified us, and then he asked us to act in a sanctified manner. That quote from Leviticus, which is repeated often in the New Testament, uh, be you ho- be ye holy, for I am holy. So First Peter one fifteen, be holy in all your behavior. This is what God has called us to do. So verse eight. Consequently, he who rejects this is not rejecting man, but is rejecting God who gives his Holy Spirit to you. And so the Holy Spirit, He's the one in charge of sanctification. That's His brief. Uh, that's His area of concern. That's what he's instructing you in and guiding you in. First uh, Corinthians 6, do you not know your body's a temple of the Holy Spirit who's in you, who you have from God, so you're not your own. You've been bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body. So sexual sins in this way, they harm your neighbor and they interfere with your devotion to God. And we think, what are the two big commandments? Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Which two of those commandments does sexual immorality violate? Well, both of them. And so you are rejecting God who gave you the Holy Spirit. If you persist in this kind of activity, uh, which the Lord came to save you from. 
So a strong warning about sexual immorality, not one that's popular in our culture. Uh, Our culture is doing its best to imitate the pagan days before Christianity. But we have a clear calling for the purpose of sanctification and to abstain from impurity. Thank you for listening to this sermon from the Mulvane Church of Christ. Additional sermons and information available at mulvanechurch.com. Come see what a difference the Bible way makes.